Welcome to another episode of Time Added On. Uh, the episodes are obviously coming thick and fast. Um, hopefully everyone listened and enjoyed the, the Steve Cooper special with Swans cast that we record on Thursday night. If you didn't manage to, to catch that, I would uh, really advise giving that a, a listen. It was a really insightful, uh, insightful view from the guys from Swans cast. But the Steve Cooper era, era is underway. Um, a draw, a 1-1 draw at home to Millwall yesterday. We'll discuss that game. Um, we'll look ahead to what is going to be a busy week for Forest with two games coming up away from home um, against Barnsley and Birmingham. But first up, Tom, usual, how are you? <laughs> I'm all right, yeah. Same old, isn't it? Same old. Uh, no, new, new era for Forest, I suppose. Something to kind of look forward and get our teams into. Um, yeah, no, it's been uh, it's been a pretty busy week, I suppose, aren't it? I'm trying to cover it all, uh, but Forest is Forest. Um, it doesn't ever surprise you that these things crop up. Um, and now, yeah, it's just all about looking forward, isn't it, to what will hopefully be far more successful uh, period of time for Forest than maybe the last handful of, of managers that they've had. And a slightly more optimistic slant on things. I don't know about you. Obviously, it was a it was a, it was a nice day, Trent side yesterday. Obviously, the weather turned. It was, uh, the weather turned really nice. It was a warm day. It was it was uh, it was just a, it was just a nice atmosphere yesterday. Good crowd, big crowd in the forest. And I don't know about you. I, I kind of just went into the game yesterday in a slightly more optimistic mood. It just feels like there's a, there's a new sense of, of of hope and optimism around. Forest and the City Ground, I mean, obviously after what has been probably, it's fair to say, relative doom and gloom in recent weeks. Yeah, and I almost feel as if it had a kind of first game of the season vibe about it. Uh, first first home game of the season vibe about it, even though obviously it wasn't. Um, it did almost feel as if people were kind of just wiped out the, the last handful of games, the start of season. This was kind of a go again. Um, and obviously, like you said, the day itself set up set up uh, was set up really nicely in terms of you know it being Steve Cooper's first game. And yeah, you could tell the atmosphere was completely different in the ground compared to to the last few games we've had at home. Um, it just felt a lot more exciting. Um, and yeah, like you said, a lot more cause for optimism than than probably what people had before him. Yeah, I agree with you there. I think that's a really nice summary in terms of. Um... It definitely did have that that kind of start of season feel about it, and it does help. As we see, we're still we're still in September. As I say, the weather was nice. It, it felt like the start of the season, um, but yeah, I mean, it was more so than that, wasn't it? It's it's almost you say a drawing a line of what's gone before, and and hoping now that that you know following the win, obviously last week away at Huddersfield, and new manager, new head coach, rather coming in, you, everyone I think is just hoping that, that the season will pick up from, from here on in and, and and this is kind of, you know, a new chapter for Forest. And we've said that so many times, but fingers crossed obviously that that this change in, in the dugout will kind of breed new new hope and optimism and that flows through to the pitch. I mean, let's go on to talk about the, the, the game itself. Um fairly entertaining, I think, overall. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was. It was probably slightly different to what we've seen um, over the last, well, year. Um, you know, I think obviously it was difficult in COVID. We've spoke about it before, haven't we? How sometimes you watch the games during COVID and you're sat in your living room, you're not able to go to the games. And 
it didn't really help that really the games weren't weren't very exciting already but it was difficult to watch as a fan when you kind of want to get to the ground yourself but even these first few games of the season with the fans in you know I think the games have been you know kind of bypassed Forest um, they've been difficult to watch they've not been the easiest on the eye and, and Forest started the game off well on the front foot positive you could see what they were going for they were kind of uh, wanting to take the game to to Millwall within those first 10-15 minutes maybe um, and I think you know Millwall were always going to be a difficult opponent because in a way it was kind of a, a difficult first one for Cooper to have as his first game they all are in this league as we know but almost in a way you know what Millwall are going to offer they're going to try and and you know hit you on the break or you know they've got a big men up front and and you know they like to get crosses in the box and it was always going to be a bit of a battle and Forrest obviously wanted to approach it with that really positive mindset for the first game as a manager so that was always going to be a clash of styles and, and a potential breaking point for Forrest and I think we saw that in, in some some of the areas of the game as well. Yeah Millwall I mean we said it didn't we yesterday Millwall are your your, your classic stereotypical championship side and I mean that actually we you know not disrespecting them, actually, I mean, like in the highest kind of praise because they are—they're just hard to beat, right? They're hard to break down. The way they set up, you know, they do sometimes play some good football, but in general, you know what you're going to get. You know, they're going to be—they're going to try and rough you up because they're big, physical, strong. Matt Smith up top obviously offers them a, 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 an outlet, and they are—you know—they're not ripping up the league this year. They've had a steady start. They are the draw specialists, but that's because, as I say, they're, 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 they're a determined team, aren't they? And they are hard to break down. Um, and it was, it was always going to be a tough one for, for Steve Cooper. It, it, it's almost a difficult one because, you know, I think I went into the game, even though, you know, knowing and, and watching, obviously, what we've seen towards the back end of our season and early this season, I think after the win last week, I, I think I almost went in there, you know, thinking Forrest were going to win. And obviously, it was it was a tough afternoon, and it was all, it always was going to be a tough afternoon. Um, they would have wanted to go in and obviously build on on the Huddersfield win the week before. Um, it was a good good first week. Obviously, uh, Steve Cooper came in and obviously took training from from Tuesday, so he had four days with the squad prior to the game. Um, so he's had you know a, a good start. Obviously, four days isn't that long to try and implement his own ideas, and obviously, I'm sure that will come as the season goes on. And actually, I'm sure he's quite looking forward to the international break that is just around the corner. Um, no surprise, though, is it, Tom, that Forrest went into the game unchanged after that win at Huddersfield? No, I think it was pretty much teed up all week, weren't it, that it'd be the same. I think he wanted to to kind of not rock the boat. I think he said he won, you know, what he saw against Huddersfield was a really positive performance. And um, he probably didn't want to come in and just be like, right, I'm the manager now, so I'm going to change this, that and the other probably showed a bit of respect to Stephen Reid and the, and the coach and staff that were already here um, and took that game and also to the players who did perform, you know, wanting to show that again at home in front of more Forest fans and under a new manager. So it wasn't a surprise at all. Um, it wasn't a surprise that he didn't change it up. Um, so I think the team the team would have been what everyone expected. I like the way he's gone about things since he's come in. I think we talked about this on Thursday, didn't we, when we did the episode of Swans cast, but... I like the way he's come in. He's a breath of fresh air. You know, there's been no, there seems to be no ego with Steve Cooper, and it, it doesn't seem to be about him. And obviously, the, the new head coach coming in, obviously, all the head, headlines and the spotlight are on him. But obviously, in all of his interviews, he's been very quick to talk about the greater good. But 
but also, you know, he said he went in on and that, you know, when he gathered the players together, he, he wanted, to, he didn't want to talk about grand visions and grand plans. He just sat them down and talked about how good they were at Huddersfield and that now becoming the yardstick for, 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 for them moving forward. I think it was similar really as well, Tom, in terms of when, when we've had new managers in the past, there tends to be a, almost a, a grand unveiling, if you like, in that first home game um, at the City ground. And there wasn't really any of that yesterday, was there? He, he kind of, he, he tried to sneak out, I think, pre-kickoff. Didn't really want it to be about him. Did come out, obviously, in that bit and acknowledge the crowd quickly. Yes, he's, he's you know, he was announced after the teams had come out and the teams had been read out. But there was almost a, a reluctance, wasn't there, to make a, a big song and dance about his appointment. He just really wanted to to get on with the football. And I think he was, I think, you know, he was quite excited, I think. Uh, you know, you could see that as well in terms of the way he was interacting with the players on the touchline and it, it almost kicking every ball. He was he was quite an excitable fellow, but it was definitely all about, he wanted to be about the team and the players yesterday, didn't he? Yeah, and I think, you know, while he, he said it in his post-match interview, you know, how he enjoyed Mullikintyre um, and how impressed he was with the fans. And obviously, yeah, yeah like you said, he, he came out uh, a little bit earlier and I liked how, you know, his acknowledgement and almost then allowing the players to take centre stage once kickoff did happen. He didn't he didn't take anything away from them and the, the fans, um, you know, attention to, to himself away from from those players that he obviously wanted to make sure did impress the home fans after uh, a difficult spell. Um, but I think, you know, obviously he, he's talked through the good game. He, I think the occasion he loved, he, he brought his family as well. Um, and I think almost in a way, and I don't mean this in uh, too much disrespect to Chris Hewton, but obviously I don't think Hewton ever built that relationship with the fans. Um, and I almost feel like, uh, I think a few people have said this, it almost felt as if at times Chris Hewton, um felt like he was doing Forrest a favour uh, more than maybe um, showing as much respect as, as Steve Cooper has and, you know, in making it all about the club and its fans. And um, he, he certainly has impressed me in terms of the way he's gone about everything so far. We spoke about his open letter, obviously, last week to the fans, as well as his first interviews um, that, he, that he's had. And he continued, he showed it on the pitch. Sometimes you can talk a good game, can't you? But actually, it's putting it into practice, which is the most important thing. Obviously, hopefully we'll see that on the pitch in terms of the performances in the coming weeks as well. Um, but, uh, you know, even the way that he handled the occasion yesterday, and uh, his unveiling, if you like, um, I really liked. And I was watching him throughout most of the game, really. Uh, you know, I can't tell you anything what happened in the match. I was just watching <laughs> Steve Cooper. But... <laughs> this is it. Don't bother with the rest. Um, but, you know, I was watching him a lot and he was animated. Uh, the one thing I liked, you know, he was constantly going to, I could see Stephen Reid and Alan Tate uh, constantly behind him talking about, you know, how they might change things up. And he was constantly asking them, right, for, for thoughts. And, you know, I really liked his communication, not only with his staff, but, you know, on the touchline with the players, as you've said, um, it, was far, it was a far different dugout um, and, and scene in the dugout to what we've seen over the last year, probably. Um, and that might seem like a really small thing, because obviously it is about the results and it is about the football. Um, but it was just a really nice change to see. And um, yeah, it's he's, he's had an impressive start in, in that respect for me um, so far. Yeah, I think he, all around, I mean, I, I, I'd agree with everything you just said there, Tom. Um, 
just to go back to the Mullican tie, because actually obviously he talks about it in his radio Nottingham interview afterwards, but you, you couldn't help but kind of look over to the to the dugout just to see what his reaction was, and, and he, he was, you know, we, we clocked it there and then didn't we? We talked about it the match itself. He when that when Mullican tie was on it, he was pretty much just facing the lower Bridgeford and the A block and just watching and just kind of soaking it all in. And he said that he'd been to the city ground before, but I suppose it's very different when you're there as a uh, as a neutral spectator, if you like, that you know, instead of head coach. You know, he was part of it. He was he was soaking it all in. He was he was enjoying the occasion, and um, that was great to see. It was also great to see at the end of the match as well. You know, he came on the pitch and and he, he you know he went round and, and shook all of his players' hands and the opposition hands, but came to every single corner of the ground as well and 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 clapped the supporters off and and you know. And, and, and thank them for obviously their backing and you know it is it, really small things but I think you hit the nail on the head with, with Chris Hughes it's really hard for Chris Hughes because obviously fans weren't there for a lot of his reign but instantly you know from the off now Steve Cooper is building that relationship with the fans and there's been some great stories aren't there about Steve Cooper in terms of bumping into fans in a club shop and signing merchandise and buying merchandise for fans and you know one of the journalists last night was talking about how Steve Cooper stayed around after the game in the car park, just chatting to supporters yesterday, taking it all in, interacting. That those little things as fans, they, they don't go amiss, do they? And and that's what you want. You want you want a team and you want a manager who who you can interact with, and and that you know there's a mutual respect there. And as I say, it's been a, a very very impressive start from that point of view. From, for, for Steve Cooper in terms of his, uh, you know, his appointment, as you said, his open letter, you know, his interviews pre-match, post-match, the way he carried himself on the day, very impressive. The whole thing just had a very different feel and a different vibe about it yesterday. But I mean, let's. I'm going to come back to Steve Cooper because I just want to, you know, we can we'll talk about all the things that he's kind of implemented, if you like, even within those four days. But let's go on to the game itself um, because it was. It was an interesting game. I, I I thought it was entertaining, not necessarily packed for quality, but it was entertaining. Um, as you said, Forrest did start off bright. You, you kind of probably would have expected that new manager. You know, the new manager bounce, good result last week. You would have expected Forrest to come out of the traps, but but they did look pretty impressive for that first kind of 10, 15 minutes. Some lovely interchange play, um, Lolly and Johnson linking up well and, and and grabbing obviously nearly getting the opening opening goal great ball from spence grabbing probably could have done better with that um you'd think i think grabbing watching that back will be disappointed he hasn't he hasn't put that either side of the keeper i mean it was a good save but you know it's gone straight at him and that obviously if forest get that goal it's just got a different the whole afternoon's got a very different vibe about it and you just wonder whether forest would have kicked on and, and, and gone through the gears a little bit there but wasn't to be. Um, great start. I suppose the only disappointment was after that opening 10, 15 minute spell, Millwall came back into it and Forrest fizzled out a touch. Yeah. And I think, you know, we've spoke about this quite a few times before, haven't we? And, you know, you're in the championship for a reason because it's, it's difficult uh, for these teams to sustain that, that pressure for a full 90 minutes. Right. But it, it was a, a good opening 10, 15 minutes by, by Forrest. No doubt about it. It was fast. It was with purpose. Um, and if they get that goal, the momentum of the game, I'm sure, would have very much carried Forrest through the, 
the the 90 minutes and the excitement around the occasions we've already spoken about um but fortunately yeah it did drop off and Millwall had a uh, had a job they do it very well as we've spoken about they were there to spoil the party in some respects and you know they would have seen our forest set up against Huddersfield and I'm sure they would have been confident that they could kind of um spoil spoil that in some respects and stop Forrest from from having a free flow and attacking game for for a majority of the game and that's what they did very well and I thought it was quite an even game in some respects but I thought Millwall um you know did go through periods and phases of play where they looked like you know they were they were on top in some respects and obviously when you've got players like Matt Smith up front the key was to kind of stop the balls in the box and obviously he he you know, even with three decent-sized centre-backs at Forest and Worrell, McKenna and Figueredo, he's still always going to get about about the defence. And, um, you know, he did that very well. And Millwall got a goal which probably disappointing that, you know, Forrest did go goal down given the occasion of the day. But I suppose the good thing from then on was that actually uh, they... In, in previous games, I f- probably would have thought that dread- their heads would have dropped and and that would have been pretty much game over. But, you know, they they were still up for it. They were still up for the fight. And I think that's the positive you have to take from it. Yeah, definitely. This is the type of game that Forrest, you, you can see Forrest crumbling to, couldn't you? It was, a, it was a classic Millwall goal to give away. It was a classic Matt Smith goal. We, you, you just know what you're going to get. We Forrest know exactly what they're going to get because of, you know, history with Millwall and Matt Smith. And it was a disappointing goal to give away. I think Joe Warren will be disappointed um, that he, you know he's he, he going to put more pressure on Matt Smith and, and and Samba potentially. He was rooted to the spot. Um, question marks whether he could have done more might be a little bit harsh, but there was definitely you know they'll look at that in the next week and and you know and and Cooper did talk about that in his post match interview. Said they'd worked on it, they knew what they were coming. So obviously they were slightly disappointed that that they didn't get that right on the day, but. You know, you've got to credit Forrest, especially because of the run and where we are in the league. You know, Forrest could have gone under at that point, and they didn't. And then second half, they came out and they rolled their sleeves up. And you know, I think they got they got back in it. Fortunate goal. Um, obviously, it was a blatant cross. You, anyone could see that. Max Lowe didn't even celebrate. Um, so they were fortunate with that. But but. But they deserved it, and, and Forrest probably deserve a bit of luck. Um, let's be honest; it wasn't it was a bit of luck, but not much has been going right for Forrest. So you know you've got to take those when they when they come along, haven't you? Yeah, exactly. And I think um, yeah, it was one hundred percent across. He's I think he's even come out and admitted that. But um, yeah, Forrest don't get that look very often. Um, but to, as long as you keep on sustaining pressure and uh, you know, continuing with the build-up play, Forrest probably lacked in the final third a little bit with some of the end products and final balls. Hopefully that will come over a period of time. It, this wasn't just going to, there weren't going to be a flip of a switch because of because of the change of manager. That might take a, a little, bit, little bit longer. Steve Cooper's obviously only had uh, four or five days, whatever it was. But, um, you know, as long as you're carrying on asking the question, which Forrest, Forrest did, like I said, their heads didn't go down. Um, they carried on the fight and they were continuing to try and take the game to Millwall, um, you will get your rewards for that, whether that be luck or something does come off that you're trying to do. 
it's all it's always about asking the question, which Forest haven't done a lot of over the last year. Um, they've not really asked any questions, and Forest were were you know getting some good passage of play together. Again, like I said, end product and final ball and killer instinct was lacking. Um, but keep on asking the question, and and you'll get some, something will come off. And yeah, it was was a bit of luck, but sometimes you deserve that luck. Um, and Forest don't do that enough. And that was the difference, right? Was it in terms of Steve Cooper as well? That he was encouraging the players forward a lot. You know, every opportunity, it was, it was get the ball forward, and especially in the second half. First half, might after the goal, might have been slightly more. They they lost their way a little bit. But second half, he was encouraging them, encouraging them to to you know to get forward, to to, to play positively, and try and obviously go and get that winner. And and he wasn't happy just to settle for a point, was he? And it, it made for a real say. It was it was an entertaining second half. Obviously, road our luck as well. Obviously, Millwall hitting the bar. I mean, say hitting the bar, absolutely tonking the bar. Um, crossbar's crossbar's been our man of the match for wow, a few games ball, now. That ball rebound off that crossbar, some decent distance. It, it was a hell of a strike. Um, so Forest again, fortunate there. Um, but, but they played some good stuff second half as well. I mean, let's briefly talk about the interchange and, and the and the chance obviously at the start of the first half. You know, it wasn't. For, for both sides, it wasn't a game where, you know, either keeper was was making save after save after save. It, it was limited. But in terms of the cutting edge, etc., um, and Forrest getting in behind, and there's a couple of balls where we, you know, they end up being fizzed across the the edge of the six yard box that you just want someone on the end of, and you know, on another day that might have been. Um, but they were definitely getting in behind. They were causing they were causing problems. And there was, I mean, there was a lovely corner routine as well, wasn't there? That obviously they've worked on this week, which unfortunately didn't end up in the back of the net. Taylor's shot gets blocked. Obviously, then Worrell's uh, second effort gets kind of easily picked up by the goalkeeper. But little bits like that, there were definitely signs of, of work that they've managed to do in four days that there were shoots of, and there were really positive signs there for me of, of what, you know, over time, what Steve Cooper could could achieve with this group of players, it was um, it was a, you know disappointing that obviously Forrest couldn't go on and get the three points, but all in all, I think Steve Cooper will have been happy with what he's seen, happy with what he's been able to achieve in such a short space of time, and it's just given us as fans just a glimpse of how Steve Cooper wants to to set up obviously moving forward. Yeah, you're right. And, you know, the, the goalkeepers weren't asked a lot of questions. Obviously, Forrest only had three shots on target. I'm sure one of those being taken into account is actually the, the actual goal, which was a cross. And uh, Millwall only had two. But, you know, so positives again there is that Forrest limited Millwall even with their spells of possession. It was a good end-to-end game between the two teams in the end. I think it was, uh, the point was um, the right result. Yeah. I think actually, you know, what you're saying there about Steve Cooper... You know, we're seeing what he's trying to lay down, you know, his foundations, if you like, in some respect. I think Forrest's improvement in the second half was probably because he tinkered around with it a little bit. And I totally understand, and I'm not blaming him. This isn't me digging Steve Cooper out. Obviously, he purposely went into into the game not wanting to make any changes from last week. That was a mentality thing from him, I think. And, you know, not wanting to tinker with the lineup and the probably the, the setup of the game uh, and the team. I think what you'll probably see over a period of time, maybe even from midweek coming up, um, is that Steve Cooper will now probably start to uh, 
look at the team and do what you know he might want to do with it still probably within the same in the, with the same mindset of being on the front foot and passing it around and things like that but that his setup and and you know who starts and the, the formation may may think he may tinker around with slightly um and i think that will be interesting you know we're talking about uh, Steve Cooper going into this one, laying the foundations. I think, you know, he wanted to do that from a mentality perspective. I think in some respects, if this wasn't his first game in charge, I'm not sure he would have set up the, the way he did um, yesterday. Um, I think when you play in Millwall, I'm, I'm not sure he probably would have in another game, let's say it was in three or four games time, I'm not sure he would have set up the way that they set up like they did against Huddersfield where they were able to surprise Huddersfield and match them up. And Huddersfield are a bit more passing. You know, they like a bit of free-flowing attack football. Millwall's mentality going into this one was going to be very different. So therefore, maybe Forrest needed to look at that as well. But I totally get why why he did that. That's not a criticism of him. Um, and I think it was still the right decision. But probably, let's say we were playing Millwall again in, in a few games' time, I don't think he would set up like that um but it will be interesting i think in the next few games to see what you know what further uh you know tinkering he might do um and what further tactics or you know setup of play or whatever it is what he implements into that team will be very interesting but i think you are right in that uh, it was a good starting point in laying down what he expects and i think mentality was key going into this one from him yeah, the, from a formation point of view and let's say personnel point of view, he, he, he couldn't really change that winning team. And I think he talks about that at the start of the week. I think certainly we were talking about it during the game, weren't we? And and, and um and, and potentially obviously the way he kind of sets up that, you know, it was a four it was a, a three four three yesterday. Whether you know Johnson started playing a little bit more further forward, didn't he? Towards the you know, towards the latter parts of that of the half before he obviously he made way. Um, and, and and there were spells where Lolly played a little bit, you know, further forward. So you know, whether he will experiment and try and obviously play a two up top with someone like a Johnson playing alongside a Graben or a Taylor, it will be interesting to see how he adapts and obviously how he potentially you know goes and, and, and influences players and works with players and tries obviously a few different things. I think there was a clear change in strategy though, just in terms of style of play. That obviously he, he tried to implement yesterday and, and obviously it's something that he's worked on the training ground this week. Um, they were obviously um they were they were keen on almost every occasion to, to play it out from the back, weren't they? And the keeper had it, it was a, whether it was a goal kick or the, or, or Bruce Amber had, had obviously got the ball in hand. They were keen to restart the game by playing out, utilising the three centre halves and obviously a midfielder coming deep to pick up the ball. Um and you know it was good to see at times, especially, you know, Forrest, when they had a, a, a goal kick, they, they were very keen to stretch the play, weren't they? Very keen to stretch the pitch. That kind of started off with the three centre-halves, kind of the two wider centre-halves, if you like, almost going out to the touchline. Uh, and the same in midfield, again, stretching it all out so that, obviously, normally when you have a goal kick, everyone just congregates in one little patch of the pitch and waits for the ball to land. Whereas Forrest were keen to try and explore those gaps and, and make the pitch as wide as possible. To obviously try and play the ball in behind and, and you know and, and play the ball through Millwall and um, got ourselves into trouble a bit didn't we to be honest it, it's quite a switch it's quite a change a couple of the centre are Joe Warrell really struggled at times yesterday um, Figueredo gave the ball away once or twice I actually thought Figueredo, Figueredo played quite well overall though as did Scott McKenna but I think 
Warren will be the one out of the three that will probably look back on that yesterday. And I think he probably struggled. We didn't have his best game just in general, but potentially struggled to adapt to the kind of a new way of playing. Um, but it was good. It was good to see. Millwall probably knew that was coming and they probably sensed quite early on that to, to stop Forrest from doing that, they needed to press quite hard the pitch, which probably had a bit of a, you know, a reason for why the, the first off, the kind of the play and obviously the, the momentum was kind of taken out of us because the Forrest started to try and play out from the back, which is a little bit unusual for them at the minute. You know, and Millwall pressed, it put them under pressure and, and yeah, we did get ourselves in trouble once or twice. But again, you just see again where Steve Cooper wants to get this team, what he wants to get them doing, um, and kind of like I say, those early ideas coming through yesterday. Yeah, definitely, and I think um, let's not forget it goes back to what I was saying earlier. Just because it's changed manager, you're not going to flick a switch and everything's going to just click. Um, you know, this, they've been playing a certain way and uh, under a certain formation. For, for a year now under a different manager who probably had different expectations for this team. It's what Steve Cooper does and he's only had a few days so far to implement that. And it also goes back to, again, the opposition, you know, Millwall, you know, the way that they were going to approach this game, very different to the Huddersfield team Forrest played the week beforehand and I think very different to the teams that they're coming up against, especially in midweek against Barnsley, who I imagine will set up quite, quite attacking. Um, so... It, it it was just always, you know, it's going to take a little bit of time for, for this to click, but it goes back to we've seen the early signs of what success um, and what uh, positivity might look like under Steve Cooper. It's now getting everyone, um, you know, together and getting everything clicking, uh, which will take a little bit of time. But once that is implemented, then that's hopefully when, you know, we'll start seeing... Um, the results matching the performances and, and the positivity that's currently surrounding the team and the club. I've got one question for you. Hit me. What were Middlesbrough thinking letting Jed Spence go? Well, it surprised me when we signed him um, on the last day and obviously it was the last one. Well, it's on the last day. It took a little bit of time, didn't it, to get confirmed. <laughs> yeah, but... we were slightly nervous <laughs> on that one. We've got a history on that, haven't we? Yeah, but I was quite excited actually when we signed him because when I've seen him play I think he is he is a player um, we've spoken to Middlesbrough fans haven't we Chris and their criticism has probably been actually defensive wise he might not be uh, spot on in, in terms of his game for, for a right back obviously that's that's a problem um, but going forward he, he's very very good and I think you know Forest positivity is being ran by not just Jed Spence as well Max Lowe uh, having the gonads to go forward um, and they're kind of pulling the strings a little bit in the momentum of games when Forest are being positive and are going forward they're the ones pulling the strings in some respects because even if they've not got the ball they're asking questions with their movement um, and where they are on the pitch and again it goes back to what you were saying earlier in terms of stretching teams um, and their pace as well, and their know-how. Um, obviously, Middlesbrough, in terms of answering your question, in terms of you know Middlesbrough and why um, you know why they would have wanted to get rid of him, you know, does he really fit on the Warnock team? Probably not. And I think it'll be really interesting. I think he'll thrive even more under um, Steve Cooper than probably what he what he would have done under Chris Hutton, who might have been might have asked him to kind of sit back and you know. Um, 
save the game and kind of not make too many of those forcing runs, I think Steve Cooper will probably ask him to to do what he's more comfortable with, which is going forward. So um, it will be interesting. I think Middlesbrough, the disappointment thing really is when the rumour came about, I thought there was going to be a, a you know a clause in there for Forrest to sign him permanently. doesn't sound like that's the case, but, um, you know, so far, so good with Jed Spence, and and I think he'll only get better under a manager that might suit him as well. Yeah, some of the feedback when we signed him was around the fact that you know Warnock questions his commitment, his work rate, etc. No question of his overall talent, but just just a question of his, kind of his attitude. I can only judge it on the games obviously we've seen him play so far. What I would say he's been outstanding on all facets of the thing of his game. I mean, yesterday there was a couple of examples where you know. It, he busts a gut to track back and make a tackle. Um, he's great going forward. He's got great energy. He's got great skill. Slight problem yesterday where he forgot where the touchline was and he ran it out. But bar that, he was outstanding and, and deserved to pick up man of the match. And yeah, I just if he can keep that up, you know, he's gonna have a, he's gonna have a great season. And I agree on the other side. I think we agree far too much tonight. But um, on the other side, I agree. Max Lowe has also been brilliant. I think they 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 they. They just work really well as a pair. You know, you haven't got one fullback who's bombing up and the other one not keen on getting past halfway. I know they're playing wing backs at the minute, so you'd expect them to get further forward. But do you know what I mean? There's a balance there that there's not an imbalance. Um, they're both doing a similar role and they're both kind of, you know, playing in a similar way. And I think that's brilliant. And I think that's definitely that was definitely missing in the early part of the season. And both of those players obviously had a huge impact. And obviously, have allowed they allow Forrest to play in the way that obviously. They're now being set up, whether that changes or Forrest might, might at times revert back to a back four. Who knows? But I think in this system, it definitely suits both Lowe and Spence. They were the highlights for me yesterday. Obviously, Spence picking up man of the match quite deservedly so. I think other players for me yesterday who probably deserve a little bit of a nod. I thought Johnson played really well and obviously showed glimpses again of what he's going to be you know, capable of. And he's going to continue to grow as a player this season. I'm really excited by that and the bits I've seen from him. Um, I thought Lolly actually played quite well. I suppose I know that, you know some people might disagree with that, but I thought Lolly had a really good game and um, you know showed again bright spots. Probably faded, and you know you have to question at the minute he's still getting back up to speed in his fitness levels. But I'm sure again I'm, I saw glimpses there of the old Joe Lolly in terms of what he can do. I thought Zinconaga was brilliant again when he came on. And, you know, you would probably, out of the two, Zinconagel and Lolly, wouldn't be surprised if he switched that midweek and, and brought Zinconagel in and, and, and gave Lolly a rest. But good options to have. Martin coming off the bench, there were, there were options there. And that's what's nice to see, isn't it, Tom? But I thought those guys were, were, were the kind of the standout performers for me yesterday. Yeah, and I think it goes back again to what we were saying before. I think this week we'll probably learn more about Steve Cooper and, who he thinks, you know, who's kind of standing out to him from a playing perspective. Um, you know, like we said, he didn't change this team for a reason. I thought he might even consider putting Bong in for the laugh. Um, well, I'm surprised him to say, but we'll talk about his bench in a minute, actually. That is a talking point after yesterday. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would expect, like you say, for Zinconago maybe to come in. Um, it will be really interesting in those attacking players and how they're going to be set up whether they're going to be set up the same way as they have been for the last two games now, or whether they might go, you know, from what we heard from from Swansea was that he liked to maybe make them a bit more centralised rather than 
out wide and the, the wing backs will be be more key for him in terms of width and wide play. Um, it will be very interesting. Johnson, Mighton, Zink and Orgel will all have a job. Grabham, unfortunately, obviously being injured, taken off for, for as a concussion sub, uh, which is why Millwall were able to make four subs um, in the game. Forrest could have as well. Um, obviously, it sounds like he's actually now got a fire injury. Um, so that will be a loss. Um, I presume he won't be able to play the next game. Usually, the, after a, you come off as a concussion sub, you, you can't play for, for a week or so, I believe. But um, presumably, if he is out and unavailable, that will mean, you know, the other players have to step up, whether that be Lyle Taylor or whether that be young Alex Myerson. We know we've heard that Steve Cooper likes to play a kind of, likes to turn a winger into a striker kind of thing. I think there's opportunities there for those three and I think Cooper can definitely get the best out of them, not just as young players, but as exciting kind of attacking-minded uh, as players as well. So it will be very interesting to see what, what occurs over the next couple of games. I think this next week will be really interesting. Yeah, he got asked the question again, didn't he? I mean, how much of a he got asked the question in his interview about Lewis Graben? How much was it? A, how much of a blow was it, Lewis Graben coming off yesterday? Because I say he, he he started the game well. I, I think he probably should have done better with the chance he got. Um, but he's always there, right? He's always in and around the box. You know, some debate yesterday. Uh, I had a debate yesterday around you know Lewis Graben and. and his overall performance whilst he's been at Forest, and, I, and, I, and I've said it a number number of times on this podcast, I, I can't believe that, that Lewis Graben gets the stick he gets. Um, he, he's record in a Forest shirt and, and his, his goals that he's scored. And let's be honest, for a lot, lot of his time when he's been wearing a Forest shirt, he's been living off scraps. Certainly in that Sabre season, we weren't creating chance after chance after chance. And he didn't need many chances and he put them away. Lewis Graben in this league is still an unbelievable poacher, an unbelievable finisher. Um, it's fair to say, I think I'd be fair to say, Tom, you might disagree with me on this one, but Larte didn't really have his best game yesterday, did he? Um, and I think that probably is an area of the pitch that will give uh, Steve Cooper some f- kind of food for thought, if you like, going to Barnsley. Does he change up? Do- does he just play young Brennan Johnson up top on his own? That was, that was you know, being talked about previously under Hewton that they could potentially use him as a as a false nine, if you like. Um, it will be interesting to see where he goes on, on Wednesday with that, won't it? Yeah, and I think, you know, La Taylor struggled probably with the ball at his feet um, yesterday and uh, struggled to read the game at times, I think. Um, Graben will be a loss. I get his critics. I really do. I also get his his supporters as well. Um, you know, he has been a good striker for us over the period of time he's been at the club. He has also missed a lot of guilt edge chances. Um, you know, and you know, I'm sure we, you know, we'll talk about Graben probably a separate time. But you know, I get both the critics and and the support for him. I think you know, unfortunately, it's not his fault. Forrest didn't sign a striker, and I think we're starting to see, you know, when Graben now just picks up a, a slight fire injury, we're now starting to see the repercussions as Forrest not signing a striker again. You know, they've had a long period of time where we really needed another striker. Um, where we're seeing the, the consequences of that, really. Um, so I do think it's going to have to rely on those those younger players, wider players, to maybe play as a false nine. Some of them as, as young players, I've seen Martin play up front. I think he actually causes problems through the middle, maybe more so than he does out wide. So it will be interesting. I think Cooper, who's a player, who's a, who's a, player, who's a coach who likes to get the best out of players, um, is willing to see players adapt to, to different positions. I think he's not kind of 
an old school manager where that's your position and you do this. I think he's quite open to the idea of changing up players and the way that they see their roles and adapting to the needs of the team. So it will be very interesting, I think, whether he will uh, put some trust in Lata. I, I I think he will play Lyle Taylor but, uh, and put his trust in him and show that trust at, at first. I think it would be ballsy if he didn't. Um, but I do think certainly over a period of time, it will be interesting to see if he may start looking and asking the question of those other players um, to see whether they can actually do a job for Forrest up front. There's a young man in the 23s scoring for fun at the minute in Will Swan. Um, obviously, he was on the bench last year. Obviously, came on in the cup game as well last year. Um, is there an argument to potentially if he continues in the form that he's in? I know, obviously, it's for the 23s, so it's, it's a different level. But, you know, you, you've not got... You didn't bring in the senior striker that you wanted. Obviously, you've got silver that we did bring in. Um is there an argument there to, to to include Will Swan? Potentially, yeah, and um, you know, obviously, well, scoring goals this from... year, Tom, isn't it? It's, 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 it's outrageous. It's... And there's also Larson for the under twenty threes who mm. struggled with injuries and is actually been touted as being a very, very good player for a long period of time. It's just had a bit of bad luck. Um, the problem, I think, these players have to be given an opportunity at some point. That comes in a couple of different ways, doesn't it? It's whether you implement them into the first team uh, just off the cuff or something like an injury happens and you bring them in because you need them. Or do you do it as a lot of clubs prefer and get them a loan move um, and see them you know, progress and, and develop up the leagues? I, personally, I feel like Will Swan could probably do with a, a move out on loan. Um, and I worry about, you know, Forrest maybe treating the players a little bit like we did Ben Brereton, who I feel like, you know, was maybe needed to come into the team earlier than he probably should have. And I think maybe paid the consequences of that slightly in a Forrest shirt um, by him coming in when, when he did into the team. Um, you know, for me personally, I think it might be a step too soon. Maybe a loan move would be better for him. But look, that's up to the coaching staff, isn't it? And... You know, we've given Mighton a chance, for example, uh, without going out on loan. Brendan Johnson's had a loan and, and is now coming to the team. So there is multiple ways of looking at it. I agree with you. I think some. Of, I'm surprised actually that, that some of our youngsters didn't. A few more of our youngsters didn't go out on loan to get that to get more experience. Uh, I suppose at that time it was difficult because Forest left a lot of their business late in the window, so you were you weren't quite sure who you were going to need and who you weren't going to need. Um, so that might have played into the decision-making process somewhat, and it might be that come January, a number of those players obviously go out on loan to get experience for the second half of the season. But yeah, it's just it's a worth a thought, isn't it? If we're struggling up there, and and Steve Cooper looks at it and he thinks actually he's not got the option, and, and if Will Swan continues to bang them in, you know he's going to give himself a chance, every chance, isn't he, to to potentially put himself forward. So one to watch, I suppose. But yeah, I'd agree. I can't see anything past. Steve Cooper not starting with with Lyle Taylor if Lewis Graben is injured on Wednesday. I think Lyle Taylor will probably get the get, get the shirt on Wednesday and probably follow that up again on Bur- uh, against Birmingham on Saturday. So it'll be interesting to see how Lyle, Lyle Taylor does and and hopefully he takes the chance and scores the goals because um, you know he, he he seems to me a, a confident player. I he probably doesn't lack much confidence anyway. Let's be honest, Tom. But you just feel like with Lyle Taylor, if he was to get on a run then you might see a, a, a different player. I know you're his number one fan. So, um, yeah, 
you, you, you just think there's, there's, there's obviously a player in there, right? You know, he scored goals for, he scored a number of goals for Charlie and he looked dangerous in that first season for Charlie. We just haven't seen the best of him yet. If Forrest can get him ticking over, let's not forget for the last year, the games that you know, and the style that Forrest have played probably hasn't been um, the way that he would, would, you know, be best suited to. Um, obviously, when, when he has played in recent times, I think he's let himself down a little bit. That That is the truth of it. Um, and I certainly feel, you know, obviously he's got a reputation for whatever reason, probably more due to outside of football matters than um, than than anything else. But, you know, he, he does need to up his game a little bit. Uh, that's the truth of it. And um, hopefully with a new manager and a new style, if the rest of the team can be firing and, and get confidence and flowing through the team and more positive, then that will suit him. But, you know, this will probably be, you know, this initial period under Steve Cooper, I think there will be a lot of eyes over Lyle Taylor. And if he doesn't succeed within this period, um, I think, you know, that may be hard for him to come back from um, in terms of getting, you know, a starting place and, and a place in terms of the fans' thoughts of, of staying in the team. So I think this is a very important period for him. And when these opportunities come up with Lewis Graben now being out injured, uh, we suspect anyway, um, he's got to take it now. And I think this will be one of the very last chances he, he probably gets to prove it as well. Let's end this segment on a high. Let, let's let's channel our inner Steve Cooper and, and end this segment on a high and, and just wrap up thoughts on, on the weekend. And obviously, you know, we've talked about it already. Good point. Good point for Forrest and under kind of for, for a variety of reasons. Steve Cooper will definitely be, I think he'll definitely be happy with his, his first week. Just, just for just for the club now, and even the way he kind of talked to his post-match interview, it's quite an infectious attitude, isn't it? I mean, he focused a lot in his interview on the positives. He talked about there were things that he needed to work on, but it was quite refreshing that it was all about Forest and it was about how Forest now improve and go into the next game. But he really did talk well in terms of about the things that they did well in the game and that you know just driving that positive attitude, which I think it is infectious because the whole club needs a lift. And you do, you can't help but buy into it, but you can only imagine what's going on in that dressing room. And obviously, Lyle Taylor was talking about on, 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 on Thursday, Friday, wasn't he, in terms of, you know, to go back to Taylor. But, you know, he was talking about how at 31, he's already learned a number of new things from, from Steve Cooper in the few days that he's been in charge. So if you can keep that, that, that attitude going and kind of fostering that kind of positive mental attitude, you know, across the whole football club, but in particular, the players, it, it, you know, it hopefully will stand him in, in good stead. You know, it was positive in the fact that, you know, the way he talks, the way he communicates. We said we were going to touch on his bench, but positive because obviously he came into that. He wants to win. You know, he, he talks about he's going to games believing that they can win, aiming to win. And he really wanted to win yesterday. And he talks about only having one defender on the bench because no point. He wanted the attacking options if he needed to change it up and, and go for and, you know and, and go for jugular if you like. So all round, just yeah, it's just I feel like it is a fresh start. If we, just to go back to what we said at the start, clearly that obviously the job means a lot to him as well, doesn't it, Tom? And and um, yeah, I think he'll he'll be pleased to get that one out of the way. Big week ahead for him now. Obviously, it is a results business. Obviously, we, and we need to start getting away from that bottom of the league. Ultimately, that's you know that will drive the positivity. We need results. On the Saturday, everything else that goes with that is great, but we do need to start getting those wins on the board. 
But yeah, I think uh, a positive first five or six days for Steve Cooper. Positive in terms of his PR, the way he's spoken. Um, he'll be happy, like you said there, I think, to get that first game out of the way and it not be a defeat. Um, he'll now have a few more days before for the midweek. He's got a few games now coming up in quick succession uh, with with Barnsley and, and Birmingham. Um, and, you know, now will be the opportunity where he can put a bit more of his stamp on the team as well. Um, really happy yeah, with, with his infectious attitude. I hope the whole club can drive in that same direction now. It sounds like certainly they are firing off the same page in terms of the CEO um, some of the scouting and, and wider members of the board as well who have recently joined. Um, it seems to be that this is a manager that suits the setup that we've got rather than, you know, the last manager who was obviously brought in before the new setup came in. And maybe that's why everything was a little bit, you know, disjoined. But um, I think, you know, what we're seeing now is people on the same page as each other. And that can only be positive for Forrest. And um, hopefully we'll start seeing that on the pitch as well. There are two, two big games for Steve Cooper this week. Um, two away games coming up. Barnsley on Wednesday. Don't really need to talk about our recent record at Barnsley, do I? I can't remember last time. We won at Barnsley. Um, Barnsley, outstanding last season. Went beyond anyone's expectations. Uh, I mean, I would suggest even beyond the expectations of the Barnsley supporters themselves. Um, obviously, finishing the playoffs, couldn't quite get over the line, obviously, but no one expected that from, from what would happen to Barnsley the previous season and just staying in the league. Um, 20th at the minute on eight points, three points in front of Forest. Given the gap, then it's a it's a big opportunity, Tom, isn't it, on, uh, on Wednesday night? Yeah, definitely. And I think it goes back to what I was saying before in terms of, you know, the style and, and the approach from Barnsley will be probably slightly different to Moore. Might give Forrest some opportunities to, you know, they might be able to expose Barnsley in some respects and attack. So it will be interesting. They're a team that likes to play. It's obviously where our, our, our new CEO was from before. And obviously they've been in a bit of a transition period because Valerian Ishmael and, you know, the likes of Alex Mowat as well. Um, and Daryl DK is no, no longer there. They've all left and, and now they've got a new manager in Marcus Shop, and uh, they've still got the likes of Corley Rudrow. So, you know, they do have some of the same threats as last season. But obviously, they've not started the season as, as well. They've not carried on that that momentum, if you like, from from the end of last season, um, where, you know, currently currently this year, they're only just above Forest. They're, they're on eight points. They're only three points above us. They've only won one game all season. They're the same as Forest, um, but obviously getting a few more draws. Uh, only losing three of them, but but drawing five. So similar to Millwall in, in that respect, in that they seem to be um, getting more draws than anything else at the moment. But it does certainly on paper seem like a, an opportunity, even though it is away from home, for Forrest to kind of expose them. And I think it will be interesting again. I think this might be a game that could suit Steve Cooper a little more than, than that difficult first Millwall game. Um, and I think, yeah, like I said, it, it should be an opportunity and actually probably maybe slightly more confident going into this one than I was from yesterday's game. That's a big shout as well. Like to, when, we say, when you think of Barnsley away, Yacht just sinks. Certainly in recent times, I'm not suggesting for one minute Barnsley or Barcelona, but it, is, it has just proved to be a, a, a really difficult place for Forrest to travel to, isn't it? But yeah, I can see where you're coming from. Barnsley also, you know, they set up in a similar way, don't they, in terms of the 3-4-3. Three, three. 
Um, you talked about Woodrow. They've got Styles obviously in the middle of the pitch as well. He's obviously highly rated. Um, and yeah, they've not started well. Lost one the other way at Blackpool at the weekend. Blackpool being that you know they're a bit of a hit and well, they're a hit and miss, but they're you know a, a tough nut to crack, obviously at home. So you know, no, no. No surprise, if you like, that Barnsley struggled in that one. But yeah, we've won one of only four home games this season. And, and this does feel like an opportunity for Forrest to keep the momentum going. You know, four points from the last two. Um, you know, and this one, it, it does feel like a big, you know, to try and get out. But if Forrest were to win this, they would be out of the bottom three um, on Wednesday night. Um, so yeah, I'm going to watch your predictions, Tom. Um. I'm going to go 2 1 Forest. The classic 2 1. We haven't had, yeah, we haven't, I don't know if you used that one last week. I can't remember. We haven't had that one for a while. Um, yeah, I agree. I think Forest will win this. I'm probably going to agree with you, actually. I'm going to, I'm going to go with the 2 1 as well. I think, um, yeah, I just I really fancy Forest. More out of, I think, out of the two away games we've got this week, this is the one that I think Forest has got a good chance to go and, and, and get the three points on. So, Fingers crossed, Wednesday night, three points. We're both going 2-1. Um, Saturday game is tr- tricky, isn't it? Birmingham. Um, Forrest will want you know, to end well before going into the international break. Steve Cooper will then get two weeks to work with his squad. Um, Birmingham are, are a weird side. Currently sat in 12, which is a, is a really good start, especially given you know, the way they finished last year. Um, and the one where Birmingham have been in recent years, Lee Bowyer coming into to Birmingham last year and you know stabilising them, and then this year they, they've started off well. They they I say they are hit and miss though, even though they are twelfth because they're disappointing nil nil at home to Preston um, at the weekend. But I mean they they have had some bizarre results, haven't they? Um, I mean they smashed Luton five nil. But they've also been, you know, Fulham have put four past them, Peterborough have put three past them. So they like to score the odd goal. They concede quite a few goals as well. Um, yeah, when we wave your head out this Birmingham side, it's, it, I, I was on a little flick through earlier and I, I, you can't really work them out, can you? No, I think, uh, like you said, Bay's picked up the pieces, anti since Karanka left the club and stabilised them a little bit. Yeah. Good old Karanka. Um, but obviously, you know, from where they've been in recent years, they've been kind of flirting with the idea of relegation now for, for a little bit of time. It's kind of picked them up a little bit um, and without really too much change. I mean, they've brought in the likes of Chong, um, who's done a very good job whenever I've seen Birmingham play. He seems to be a key player for them and a real big threat. Um, but again, you know, it could be deemed as, as an opportunity I'm sure, with them being at home. Um, they'll want to try and put on a performance as well and they've got players to do that, not just Chong, you know, the likes of Jeremy Beller as well and Maxime Collin. We've obviously signed um, Troy Deeney, uh, plays along alongside Scott Hogan up front. So, you know, again, uh, maybe a headache for for the centre-backs if Forrest still are playing three at the back. Uh, Figueredo, Worrell and, and McKenna will have their hands full definitely throughout the game. And and the likes of uh, Jed Spence and Max Lowe would have to be very careful in terms of being hit on the break because they've got some pace in there and players that can definitely... Um, you know, play through Forest and uh, hit them, hit them quick with pace. But you know, again, they they are a bit of a weird one. Um, but they do have the uh, 
the quality to on their day be a very good side and Lee Bowyer's created a bit of a us against them attitude uh, at Birmingham and, and that's probably what's really been driving their their not success but their improvement I suppose and you know keeping away from the idea of flirting with relegation all the time to being a bit more stable so again it's an opportunity for Forrest I think to to, to get a result but probably a, a tougher one just in terms of um, depending on on what Birmingham turn up on the day. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, it looks to be the case, isn't it? Looking at their results, both at home and away. And um, uh, from a system point of view, again, as seems to be the way they favour. Well, they go for a three-four-one-two. The two up top being Hogan and Deeney at the weekend. They've got Jukovic off the bench. So again, look, we all know we know about Jukovic. Obviously, we've been linked with him for God knows how many transfer windows. Um, but those three. You know, whichever two they choose, there will be a handful. So as you say, the forest, the forest back three, if it is still a back three, by the time we get to next Saturday, we'll definitely have their, their hands full. Um, they've only won one game at home all season. They've played five so far at home. And that one win being against Derby um, a couple of weeks ago on Friday night on Sky. Um, so again, they're, you know, difficult. Because on paper, you look at the squad and they go, oh, you know, and then the fact they're 12th, you go, well, this is a really, really tough match for Forest. And it will be a difficult match, but again, it's 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 quite a good opportunity if 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 Steve Cooper were to look at it and go, you know, two away games, and the only one you potentially might swap in was Hall at the minute. But you know, the, 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 these will be two that he'll look at and go, we we can get something from this. And I'm sure his team meeting tomorrow morning will be, we could definitely pick up, you know, points in these two games. And um, where are you going with this one? One-one, I think. Um... I think uh, um, I think they might just you know I think it, it's an opportunity to keep the points ticking over, but maybe they'll have a bit more fight than than um, you know to be able to just easily pick up the three away from home. At, uh, obviously, what can be quite a um, a difficult place and going to to St Andrews. So yeah, one one for me. We are start. We're spending far too much time together both watching the match and doing these podcasts. I think we, we, we've become too far in, in sync. This podcast is not going to have any sort of, uh, you know, controversy of us arguing because, yeah, I'm going for a 1-1 as well. Um, I think you, you, you'd take a point there, wouldn't you? Um, I think if you can get four points out of the next two, I think that would be really, you know, a really pleasing last four games if you include the points at, at the weekend and uh, and the Huddersfield three points as well. So I think if I can get... Three points at Barnsley, a point at at, uh, at Birmingham. That'll take them into the international break in, in good nick, allow Steve Cooper to have two weeks with the players and go from there. But yeah, I think 1-1 one, one, and, you, and you'd probably be happy with that as well. So um, let's hope we're right because we've, we've, we've predicted the same score for the next two. So ultimately, we are definitely going to be wrong. So, But either way, let's just hope Forrest come out with the points that they need. Um, that's it from us. That's it from us this week. Um, we'll be back next Sunday with obviously our latest instalment. Um, if you haven't already done so, as I said at the top, go back and give our Steve Cooper special with Swans cast a listen. It was really, really insightful in terms of what we can expect from, from Steve Cooper uh, and his new look, Nottingham Forest. Um, as always, obviously, if you want to email us, you can get us at timeaddedonpod at outlook.com. Or give us a follow on Twitter at timeaddedonpod or give our blogger read timeaddedonpod.wixsite.com forward slash home. We'll be back next week. You're it.